In 2016, the board warned that three minutes to podcat is far too close. Since then, inaction and brinkmanship have continued. Saber rattling and loose but dangerous rhetoric have become almost commonplace. To convey its concern about the unique moment and issue a call to leaders and citizens across the globe to put the world on a safer footing, the board takes the unprecedented step, the first time in its history, moving the clock 30 seconds closer to PodCat. We move the clock a half minute closer to PodCat. It is now two and a half minutes to PodCat. Hello and everyone, welcome to the Podcat Podcast, the premier podcast of the Podcat Podcast Network. This is actually not Podcat. Doomscat. This is Politicat. Politicat. How are you doing today, Veronica? I have had better weeks. I will tell you that right now. Better weeks. Sam has prepared a statement. I've prepared some words. These are rambling. Well, normally when I write things out, I, I really write them and there's some coherence to them and it's been read, but this is just very raw. It's just things that I need to articulate and express. So there's been a lot of happy times in our life recently. We are getting married soon and we are very much in love and there's just a lot of happiness and joy to be had. So on a happy occasion, uh, Veronica took her daughter Eden with her wedding dress shopping. Have we shared the story on this, mm-hmm. this show? We have. Just to remind people of what happened, uh, people speaking to each other, uh, not directly in front of, but not not in front of, not in a way that's just hiding it from the child that they're speaking uh, about. One of them says to the other, she better get married quickly if she wants to stay here. So in front of this, 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 this very little girl, uh, because of the color of her skin, her belonging to America is openly and to her face in question in a way it didn't have to be, in a way it was not before, in a way that is not right, in a way that should not be. This is going to not be articulate and not be well, but I, I need to say this. There are some things about a part of the American experience you cannot understand until you experience. And for me recently is the ugly and vicious truth that some in our democracy cannot be moved by a sense of personhood of others who do not look like them and do not think like them. There is a lack of personhood felt for my family and for families like mine that people had in their hearts while casting a ballot for Trump. The sting and betrayal and sober reality of that fact has changed me forever. It cannot be a part of me, not be a part of me anymore. It is something I have awoken to and I will never forget. It's a point of privilege in my life that it took until 2016 to have to learn that better lesson. I mean, I intellectually knew something close to it, but it's a very different thing than learning, than knowing that dark fact of the American experience that continues to hurt so many. It is utterly impossible for me to express to people who don't already love and are already family with people Trump and his Trumpets are actively trying to tear down the humanity of. I cannot express to them or to to you, if that is you, the overnight humiliation, the shame, the assault on dignity that Trump's election represents. I am from Utah. There's a proud and I once thought noble political tradition from that part about the values voter. Everything comes secondary to a person with a fundamental sense of decency to show the strength of character and values. The values voter is now and perhaps was always a lie. What values voters voting for Trump, a person who brags about sexual assault, who has so many quotes about his daughter with hyposexual language because 
he honestly values her as a person, and that is the only language he has for assigning value to women, who explicitly has used the office of the presidency, presidency to persecute a religion by closing our doors on people fleeing for war if those persons happen to be Muslim, who began his campaign for the presidency by characterizing Mexican immigrants as rapists who were bringing their drugs, who became relevant to this generation of politics by being the birther-in-chief who claimed Obama was not, could not be our president for no other reason than because of the color of his skin and his race. What the term values voter I've come to understand really means is that Democrats and any other group that is an other outside of the glorious conservative movement cannot be felt to have a capacity for values like those in the movement can be. It means that when our person, if we're in the movement, sins, the message is forgiveness. That is the lesson that needs to be learned. But when the other person sins, the, out, the message is you need a person who has values. Values voter is a way to dehumanize the opposition. If you don't have the star upon theirs, as Dr. Seuss used to call it, you are not presumed to be a person capable of having values. Another thing we, we can never forget, and we must remember at every voting booth we are so lucky to stand in for the rest of our existence, is that society is willing to believe and suspect villainous things of a woman that they are not of a man. Any secret Clinton might have had, at its worst if we put our conspiracy hats on, is better than Trump's best day. She was and is a believer in our country who believed and believes we are stronger together. But we saw in her, as a country, every half-baked innuendo. And because of the color of the D next to her name and her womanhood, every suspicion of hers was a bullet, while every truth of Don was to him a pellet from a BB gun. This Holocaust Remembrance Day, America, the executive office of the presidency, became an explicitly white supremacist, explicitly Christian supremacist body. Never for the rest of your voting life forget 2016. And on Holocaust Remembrance Day, I need to say a quote from Anne Frank that we need to have in our hearts because there are people in history who have gone through more than we have. And we need to remember their light and continue to have the capacity for light. And Frank said, in spite of everything, I still believe people are really good at heart. Uh, I've been needing to articulate some version of that for some time. Mm-hmm. I feel you. I, um, I, I'm a lot more, uh, I guess, forthcoming in social media on a lot of that. I think just putting myself out there than you tend to be because I don't think that you value that as much as, you know. I, n- I don't necessarily attach much value to social media, but... That's always kind of how I get things off of my chest, you know? So, and I, I kind of felt like you had not done that yet, so. Yeah. Sometimes it's just good to say what you need to say. Sure. If we want to stop this here and do another episode, we can, if that'd be easier. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. Well. That's part of the relationship is having weird awkward moments you know it's not that what you said is weird or awkward it's just the reality that we're living in this is the succinct version of this as you know yeah <laughs> it's gonna oh no i've go lived on with you and on and on and on and on <laughs> and i still well i have to 
something else to say about something else. Yeah. That's not going to be knocked said. Yeah, it's a, it's pretty crazy. You know, I was just thinking, uh, I made a, pa- a, a paste, I made a post on Facebook today that was talking about, you know, it was really, I guess, reiterating that John Kasich ad that he did of, you know, Trump going after this minority group and this minority group and then you know he'll get rid of those people and then one day he's going to come after you and no one will be there to have your back Mm -hmm. and it was really kind of remembering that and i do really think that it's such a dangerous administration i don't i don't ever think that i have feared a president or a uh an administration as much as i legitimately fear this one um it was such a a weird thing and I tried to be a little bit lighthearted with this little you know thing where I was like you know my new year's resolution 2016 is to lose 10 pounds my new year's resolution for 2017 is a gif of Brad Pitt screaming 100 Nazi scalps and as I was kind of reflecting on that like you know after I had posted it I was thinking you know, our generation gets coined as this like super soft, you know, this, this snowflake movement or, you know, whatever that we're lazy, that we, you know, don't understand hard work and all of these things when, you know, the millennial generation works more hours, takes less vacation, works harder than any generation in the workforce right now for less pay, for less benefit, and for less upward mobility. And that's less pay, upward mobility, and everything uh, when compared to the same stage of life as mm-hmm. generations in, in generations past. So, of course, it's um, without saying that, that people who have been in the workforce longer and have worked to build something, there's something special about that, what they haven't built, and that's not to tear that down. But the fact that that needs to be said, because there's assumption of uh, of laziness of, of, of all afflicted generations and peoples and times is is uh is a is a sad thing millennials are i i i think millennials need to never ever 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 forget a lot of things yeah for as long as they felt well and i think that the millennial generation has had just this wonderful upbringing in that information has always been fairly easy for us we've always been able to get the information that we've needed And, um, you know, I remember, I remember getting the internet when I was like 13, you know, and that was it. That was my gateway. And that's how I knew things. That's how I could research things. And I didn't have to rely on anyone else's knowledge. I could legitimately go out, research things and find out my own answers. And, you know, I I think that the generation that I have looked up to the most is that, you know, the great generation. My grandpa was... Uh, he was actually my great grandpa. Uh, he fought in World War II, and he was an amazing human being. And I just think I've thought about him so. Oh my gosh, I've thought about him so much this past week in being very grateful that that he is dead, because what we have right now is not what they fought for. It's not what they believed in, and. It's really tragic. And I think that it's interesting, you know, now watching all of this history kind of repeat itself. 
and kind of sitting on the sidelines and just like waiting for that moment to, to go in, you know? And I feel like for as much shit as people talk about millennials, I feel like the millennials are the generation that will, you know, kind of take up that cross and take up that, that mantle left behind by that generation. And I mean, I hope that we're not, but are we the next generation that has to fucking fight Nazis, you know? I don't feel like that's something that we wouldn't do. I don't feel like that's even a question. I feel like 100% we're the generation that goes in guns blazing, you know? Yeah. And I think I'm very proud of that, you know? Mm -hmm. It's so disappointing to see, you know, all of these people filled with so much hate and fear and not standing up for not just, you know, American values and what America stands for, but, um, but just for goddamn human dignity and respect. It's really sad. It's very sad. Yeah. I apologize for interrupting you. Oh, you're fine. But did you like my doomsday goof? I loved it. Thank you. I appreciate it. For those uh, um, for that just sounded vaguely familiar, the doomsday clock was recently um, set forward uh, 30 minutes. That clock is supposed to be... 30 seconds. 30 seconds, excuse me. That clock is supposed to be a uh, big, visual, viscerally felt uh, articulation of how close they believe we are to the extinction of the human race through weapons of mass destruction. It's been around for a very long time. It advances and goes back based off of uh, a lot of things. Proclamation or non-proliferation of nuclear weapons, uh, crises within them, language, and the behavior of nation-states. And I mean, to put it into perspective, that um, the doomsday clock in 2015 was at five minutes till midnight. Yeah. It is the beginning of 2017, and we're at two and a half minutes until midnight. And it deserves to be there. Yeah. I don't think anyone would say that that's ridiculous. I don't, I don't think, I don't think so a either. single person on Earth. I, I, when I first heard that, I was kind of like, oh man, people are going to think that, you know, the Democrats specifically are overreacting, that people that care about science, care about whatever are overreacting. And that was when we were in, we were in bed when I was listening to that and you had just asked me, you're like, what are your thoughts? And I was like, I think that people are just going to think that it's a huge overreaction because I feel like Trump and that administration has such a such a hold on their voter to get their information from them which is essentially getting it from the state now and it's very scary to think that there are millions of people that are not going to take that seriously because Trump says not to you mm-hmm. because clearly they're against him it was a Texas lawmaker that today said I would prefer the truth from the most unvarnished source, the President of the United States. Mm-hmm. That was a recent quote by him. Uh, I think people sometimes wonder or uh, underestimate uh, some of the clownish and more cartoonish parts of this administration by seeing people say obvious lies in front of a big audience in this humiliating way. But that humiliation there is not by accident, that is by mm. design. Because by humiliating yourself there and intimately tying your career and your future 
to this person in a way that isolates you from having a career or a future outside of the success of this presidency. It's how you test loyalty. It's how you test loyalty. It's very scary. Let's take a question from Twitter. Okay. (laughs) Hopefully it's all... We got a plan to do 29 minutes of just driving you into the ground with with feeling um, sad and scared. Mm -hmm. And then we're just going to be really zany at that point. So just hang in there for the kitten in the basket at the end. That kitten might be dead. I don't know if you heard any of my previous work. It might be or it might not be. Yeah, you don't know. It's impossible to tell what what the state of this cat in this box is. Truly. Uh, Do we have a question from Schrodinger? (laughs) Or do we not? Oh, okay. Uh, looking, looking, looking. I know, I know, I know. It's so boring. Anytime. This is just the our tweets. Oh, we, <laughs> you know, you know what? The, I need to learn ads. how to internet. Let me internet well. Oh, oh my so God. There's so many. many fucking questions. Oh, I think people Cheese like and us. crackers. Okay. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Was that it? You were, yeah, you yeah. were there. Okay, 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 okay. Hey, Podcat Podcast. This is from, oh man, I have, I have got too many windows open. I can't really actually see who that's from. Ah, this is from at the Viking bear. Follow him on Twitter. Hey, Podcat Podcast. What are your favorite RPG classes? If you were in the world of D&D, what class would you be? So, um, wait, hold on. I don't think it's going to pick up on mine. No, it's not. But it's going to drive me crazy. <laughs> okay. Just so everyone knows, our dryer is going off and it makes me insane. It sings a glorious song of a chore completed for the home. <laughs> and the song is ringing through all the house victoriously. <laughs> so, um, I've got a definite answer to this question. Okay, go ahead. I don't know its favorite, but it's... I'm the best pen in the house. Um, I know. Um, uh, 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 we were lying in bed the other day. <laughs> this story. <laughs> what? And I think I asked you some version of the question of of I think the question was was we paused on TV on how what you really saw in someone if you were to oh you it was Rick and Morty it's how you would imagine your spouse if you were to create a personification oh, that's right. of them. And asked you with me, and you said Kalana, and Kalana is a Dungeons and Dragons character that we have, and I really loved that because you know that Kalana is a lot of my soul, uh, just expressed more rawly and more openly, and and she is a hyper realized version of what I would like to be. Um, and I, I realized how much I approach every problem, role play or not, a little bit like a scion the first time I get to it. My first <laughs> role is always, if, if I'm playing uh, Bessem, my first role is soul, 100% of the time. Yeah. And it's a soul of a, well, let's just share in this experience a little. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I well, I, it's only my imagining of a scion. I've never got read much because I, I tend to just learn games by playing them and, and have an aversion to reading rule books. So I don't know if my imagining of the Zion is the correct one, but certainly something kind of telepathic for me. Um, so like an activated warlock that t- picks that path or a Zion or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, mine would probably have to be a paladin. Okay. And I mean, you're either a dark paladin or, a, you know, your standard paladin. I don't think it really matters. It's the uh, devotion to the cause. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's really what I like. And, you know, sometimes that causes me. 
so uh that's it uh and if i that's what i would be in the world of D D, paladin 100%. sure yeah absolutely next question this is from um oh gosh i guess he must be a long time listener first time caller at vapor yeah vaporson vaporson okay anyways whoever this guy is says hey podcast podcast am i your favorite who are you well vaporsonian um it's nice to to meet a, a listener uh yeah. i really appreciate the the hitting us up on twitter and everything and yeah everything like that. it looks like he just recently created this twitter he account. must have that's an egg for sure for, well or to be that's a face to be our favorite person vaporsonian we need to play a my little pony game of our, our role-playing game with that person in order to assess favorite personhood so well i yeah that's true and i don't know if i've expressed it on this podcast but i only ever have favorite people and i never have favorite items because i do not like to choose favorites that's for things true. that don't count you struggle with favorites favorite color right now do, i don't have one if you had to pick one i like the color i'm wearing right now which is hot pink yeah but yeah <laughs> see i just did that for the listener yeah you're, you're stressed <laughs> i apologize um, in my mind, I was thinking gray, black, red, pink, green. <laughs> no, the other green. Eli, the Viking Worm, says at Babberson at Podcast Podcast, if he isn't your favorite, why not? I think we just went over that. Yeah, I mean. Too much pressure for favorites right now. <sighs> Babberson, we love you. What's your favorite? <clears throat> okay, I've got one for you. What's your favorite pot pie, chicken or beef? I think chicken. Yeah, that's the only correct answer. Yeah, totally. Ugh. But I like, I like everything. You do like everything. Okay. So you do not see me sometimes as a person capable of having preferences because of how much I like everything. Like you'll ask us, should we go to this restaurant or this restaurant? And I'll answer your question. You'll be like, oh, well, you don't don't care because you like everything. <laughs> <laughs> you don't really have an opinion. And sometimes I really want to go to that restaurant. Oh, I'm very sorry if I ever make you oh, feel like no, that. Oh, no, it's fine. I'm, 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 I'm exaggerating it for comedic effect because of the oh, microphone okay. in the room. So I, I apologize if I'm being a, a bit of a butt right now. But I'm just saying, <laughs> you do not see me as a person capable of preferences because I love everything. And I love everything. I just need people to know I love everything. You see me as a per- person with very strong preferences. Yes. And that if I am asking you a question, it's because I want to know if you secretly agree with me before I give you my opinion. Ah, so maybe I've answered it and I've answered it incorrectly. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, that's fine. I know that you will tolerate plan B. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a true assessment that you actually think that I'm a person with very strong preferences? Um, I think you're a person with strong preferences. I think that when you ask my opinion in that sort of context that we're, we're saying, in a very particular, like a red, low stakes sort of a thing, you are open to an array of answers. And there, there will be some answers that will be outside of that array. But you're, you're looking to narrow it down between a, a field of acceptable choices. Yes. Okay. Fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can still get married. <laughs> but I gotta say, every once in a while, I really do have a preference for we Okay, well, just say that. I do. <laughs> I have a lot. Today, Veronica. Today. No, today is great. We made PJs. It was awesome. Okay. <laughs> okay, next question you can read. Can you turn off those lights? Because they're shining yeah. right in my eyes. Ugh. With your speech and everything my earlier. speech and everything. It was too powerful. I just felt like I was underneath the microscope and the lights were shining in my eyes. And I was like, 
It's too much pressure, man. Mm. I, this is very uh, Kai, parentheses, day slash them, uh, at strong, uh, excuse me, at safe, strong, alive, says, hey, podcast, podcast, how do you deal with being really angry? Someone stole my bike and I'm fucking pissed. Well, I'm fucking pissed at whoever stole your bike. Yeah, that person should. I hope that when they steal your bike and then they ride it tomorrow, that the seat falls off, but they don't realize it. Yeah. And they sit on the bar and yeah. it hurts their butthole. Mm-hmm. That is what I wish for them. Absolutely. So, Kai, I think you have witnessed what I do when I'm pissed. <laughs> oh, that's not what I do when if, I'm pissed. If you're at uh, minute 24 of this podcast, you have endured eight minutes of what happens when I get pissed. <laughs> I pontificate. Yeah. <laughs> Sam will write, a, write his little... I'll write a strongly worded letter. Yes. Which is something that I actually do. You do. You do. So many times, especially when I first came to know you, there'd be something come up with a bad experience of a company. You'd be like, well, I cannot wait to write them a strongly worded letter. I have written to the YoPlay company many times. not a goof. You have a long dialogue with it. It's so funny because Improper Humans, you know how I listen to random YouTube videos? Mm Mm-hmm. They're sometimes, because they listen to them from everything, sometimes there are funny little regional things that come up, sometimes there aren't, but there's a strong Texan one. And that's like every Texan video, every video that has Texan, mm-hmm. they talk about writing strongly worded letters at some point within it. I've listened to every episode of Improper Humans, and it is a theme that they've accidentally stumbled upon looking at the internet and <laughs> pressing random. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying that it works. <laughs> I've gotten lots of coupons for products that have not met my standards. Yeah. I also like to try new things because I like to support innovation. Sure. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, I'll try this, but then you, when it does not work out. You know what I think I've decided about myself this year? What is this? I'm going to change my wardrobe to where every non-work shirt, pretty much, is going to be a shirt that came from my charity cause, if I can help it. High five. Like... That, that's a little unearned at this one because I've only ordered like three shirts um, total <laughs> for a charity Do cost. you know that that's more shirts than I have ordered? Actually, that <laughs> but equal to the number of shirts. And the I future, ordered. I mean, you, you got to be strong. You got to be strong. And we're just going to learn habits of being stronger. People have gone through hard things. They learn how, mm-hmm. how to be strong. I'm going to order, uh, I'm going to wear human rights campaign shirts. I'm going to wear conservation shirts. March, uh, women's march, women's march shirt. I have a women's march in Washington shirt mm-hmm. that I, I just ordered and I can't wait to wear. I proudly wore my, uh, did you see when I wore my a woman's places in the White House? Yeah. My POTUS shirt, uh, sweater to Brookshire's the other day and boy did I get some looks. <laughs> and I was like, fuck all y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Can't care, won't care. So so that's something I'm going to try to do in 2017 is my non-work shirts, the shirts that I get to choose how I look, I'm going to choose to look like I'm supporting a charity. Love it. That sounds great. Um, I have a lot of skull and kitty cat shirts. Which so. are great, yeah. I, actually, I'm going to buy a custom shirt that says Hayden for Satan for GeeklyCon because I told so many people <laughs> I'm doing that. So, I mean, there's sometimes where you got to look a certain way. I'm yeah. saying anytime I don't need to look a certain way, even for my own mental health, I'm going to look a, look, a, look a supporting way. That's great. Um, okay, so how do I deal with being angry? Oh, boy. I find... I'm a very revenge-based person. Um, so if someone stole my bike, one, I would say, do you live in a city? Do you live in a small town? Where do you... I would, I would find a way to humiliate that person. That's what I would do. Because I don't handle anger well. I let it, um... I let it brew inside of me and then it just 
seeps out into my environment and makes everyone else around me miserable, it's a terrible thing. Mm. I think that Sam really has it right in that when he is angry, he will stop, write down his thoughts, whether he shares them or not is, you know, that's up in the air and it doesn't matter. It's just very cathartic to, you know, write down like whatever. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll try that. I'm going to try that. Yeah. Next time I'm angry and I, cause I'm not going to be able to think you need to say, why don't you try and go right? (laughs) And if I yell at you, (laughs) just say, okay, then I'm a journaler. And in those Mm. journals that I always used to write, even as a teenager, I would often write in the form of letters and journals. Oh, that's very true. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Started Anne Frank, um, actually since she's come up today. I've actually read a lot of, um, Samuel's journals from when he was a, a young man, which was really interesting, kind of uh, seeing you. Boy, was he religious. Boy, was he religious. He was a... So think of the first eight minutes of this uh, podcast, listener, and now, and now hear this. I was an officer in the Utah Teenage Republicans um, Association. I was a Senate page appointed by a Republican senator. A Republican senator who I still have a lot of fondness for. He, he died recently, and when he died, he, on his deathbed, he, he tried to ask to speak to... Uh, uh, Muslim people in the hospital, and he thanked them for being a, a, an important and vibrant part of America, and apologized to them profusely for Trump. This is what uh, he just did the day and the hour of his death. He wanted to spend that time with people that he wanted to, them to feel that he wanted to be there in any way he could. That's how he died. So he was he was a remarkable man from a different era, <laughs> lost long lost time. But to, that goes back to what I was talking about earlier, in that we are the we are that generation that has had such wonderful people yeah. pass away and they have really impressed upon yeah. us the importance of you know being a good human being that's true. and yeah. that's the ultimate thing that America is built on is being a good human being and letting that happen for other people I need to write too. to his surviving family about how much he like I look up to mm-hmm. him and he meant to be because yeah, he he was he also did not hesitate to in modern American politics. We're talking in the two thousands, be the single vote against the Republican Congress for one thing as a Republican senator. You know the shitstorm you get when you did that. Mm-hmm. I had political science teachers scream, throw things, cry right, about how much he was a traitor and, and so many things because he had undermined the conservative movement, but by being by exposing how he was secretly liberal, and that was a, a thing that he felt was a conscientious objection for. And, the, and that's such a problem that we have in American politics is that everything is conservative or liberal. Yeah. And there is no, there's no one thinking independently. Mm-hmm. You know, like I consider myself to be a very liberal person. Yeah. But there are issues where I would say that I swing very hard right. Sure. I mean, yeah. and there needs to be a place for that, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. I, I, I will say that every... A uh, high office elected Republican right now has forever disqualified them from receiving my vote. Yeah. In the future, there, there's forever. no ifs, ands, or buts. I am not. I look forward to the day when I can. Aff- uh, this country can afford uh, to not be a, a party voter. I look forward to someday if there is a, a Republican who uh, champions climate and, and equality for probably casting my vote for that person uh, against the caucus that I currently belong in. But that person is not an elected official today because every elected official has been complicit. And mm-hmm. white and Christian supremacy is hurt, hurting people today. Yeah, it's sad. So, 
No so, Republican today may be a Republican in the future. I mean, we don't we don't want to be a partisan member of a team and look yeah. forward to a bright future when we don't have to be. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> so write it down. So, I think write it down. Yeah, write down what makes you angry. Write it down. Make or, a podcast. Oh my God, make a podcast. Kill player characters in podcasts is really oh, fun. Oh, that's also very good. I enjoy that. You know, it, it might sound a little uh, Judy Moody here, but... I would be down to start a hate cast. <laughs> it's a people are, but oh, that's right. Yeah. Wait, that, but that's the things that you love to hate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm talking about like legit hate. So love to hate cast. We're huge fans. You should have Veronica on as a special guest who just is filled with fire and brimstone and no love. <laughs> mm-hmm. I smell like ointment and pee in my soul. Okay, everyone. That's been podcast. That's been podcast. Bye. 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 Bye.